0: Hello everybody, welcome to episode 11 of the Roots of Life podcast. My name is Taylor, I am one of your hosts, joined today by the fantastic James. Hello everyone. How are you doing today, Jimmy?
1: I'm fantastic today. I had a great day, got up early, went to a staff meeting, got some stuff done, tried to get my computer fixed, but found out that nobody will fix what I have wrong with it but I'll do it myself. What is wrong
0: with your computer right so, now?
1: Um, I have a Chromebook and I spilt some ginger beer on it while I was moving. So the backlight doesn't work at the moment for the screen. So everything else works. I just need the backlight, which from my reading is possible to change without changing the screen. But I had just have to figure out how to do it because nobody else will. So you're gonna teach yourself
0: exactly that's awesome that's uh taking the initiative and owning up to your shit you know getting it done right you could go pay someone a bunch of money to say fix your car or fix your computer or you could teach yourself how to do it youtube's a powerful thing
1: i mean i tried to give a guy some money to do it he didn't bite
0: so you were that guy who was trying to sneak past the line of the club and give the bouncer an extra $50 bill so that he would let you in quick and be like, yo, man, like, you don't got to tell anybody about this. This this doesn't got to go down in the books, but let me in. And then he was like, nah, man, like, yeah, doesn't work that way. It's ladies night.
1: Yeah, the guy actually looked like a bouncer, too. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad you're taking <laughs> that initiative. You know, yeah. that's a good thing. You know, teach yourself, right? There's nothing wrong with uh, gaining a little bit of knowledge, you know, yeah, learning something new. As we uh, always try to preach... Or always, guess, try to uh, emphasize to everybody that, you know, it's a good thing to do, right? Just try to always, you know, elevate a little bit. I mean,
1: we kind of preach it.
0: We do, but, you know, we try to do it with uh, a certain level of respect, I guess. Yeah, of course. That's awesome. I'm doing pretty well today. Uh, If I'm lying, I guess.
1: I was going to say, are you sure you want to stick with that answer?
0: Yeah, no. So I am feeling a little rough today. It's a testament to what sleep can do to you and do for you. So I ended up doing a night shift a couple days ago. And do I, I, my immune system crashed. I feel awful. I mean, I don't feel awful, but I developed, you know, this, uh, a congested throat and I slept more than I probably should have, obviously, because my body needed it. So I apologize ahead and in advance to everyone if you hear any uh rapper crinkling. It is me uh going hard on the lozengers to try and clear up my throat so I don't sound all nasally for you guys. <laughs> I'm also drinking lots of tea, I have some ginger tea on the go at the moment because everybody knows that. If you, as long as you haven't been living under a rock for the last 10 years, you know that ginger is good for you. There's many health benefits. Um,
1: I'm pretty sure that's like thousands of years that people have been drinking ginger.
0: Well, some people have been living under rocks for 10 years, okay? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So very good for inflammation, you know, uh, anti-inflammatory it is. It helps with pain. It's good for colds and flus. Pretty common knowledge. Uh, so, yeah, I'm doing that right now. These throat lozenges are amazing. I was like amazed at how well they worked. And I proceeded to look into the ingredient list on throat lozenges. And I noticed there was a couple medical ingredients in these ones, particularly. And I think a common mistake that gets made is uh, a lot of products on the market today, not just in terms of medicine, but uh, even. Another really common one is like hair products, like shampoo is, you know, like a lot of them will say that they do these great things for your hair. But then when you look at them, if there's any actual medical ingredients in them, they have to list them and they have to list them as medical ingredients. So when you look at certain products, they will say that like, yes, these are non-medical ingredients, which if there is no medical ingredients in them. It, their marketing is just working great because you've already bought the product. So there is some menthol in these ones, which are fantastic. Uh, menthol is a, you know, it helps with irritation. It's really known for that. It's an organic compound that gets synthesized from things like peppermint and uh, different oils. Different so, mint types. It has um, natural cooling
1: properties.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, it that one is being great. There's also eucalyptus oil in it, which is like one of those oils that I almost just want to associate with like coconut oil in one of those ways that it can do so many things. It has so many benefits. I don't know why more people don't use them. So yeah, I mean, it helps with colds and flus. It's known for that. It can like get stuff out of your carpets or your clothes if you have some stank shoes, it'll get help with that. Uh, I've heard of people putting eucalyptus oils in like diffusers. And then it can, it'll, you know, diffuse while you sleep, you know, and so you're like taking in the benefits of the oils like at all times. Uh, You know, it gets used for like things like bronchitis and asthma and all those sorts of things. So it's great. Back to the menthol though, it is an agonist with Uh, certain receptors in the body that have to do with the kappa opioid receptor so the core receptor and what it does is it it's an agonist for it and which what what it does is it allows to mediate uh, with certain parts of your body and it what it does is it can allow for positive changes it allows for your body to kind of certain parts to open up and allow for Uh, mood changes and stuff, usually in, you know, a very beneficial way. So there's a lot of health benefits to both of them. And if you can apply them or implement them, it's a pretty weak one in in terms of that, as opposed to other stronger agonists for your core receptors. So it's one of many, but yeah, I mean, just taking these throat lozenges uh, a couple times throughout this period of while my throat's been irritable has just helped me even feel better like it doesn't just help my throat but it also helps alleviate some of that uh sick feeling that I have of my body being worn down and even right now like I'm sweating like it's cooking in here and it shouldn't be like my house isn't that hot but I know that's uh my body you know trying to get rid of all of that viral trying to burn off the bug yeah get, trying to get that virus out of me which we talked a bit about last week because mm-hmm. uh different ideas because, Jimmy, you were sick.
1: Yes, I was. I'm sorry I got you sick through the internet.
0: Yeah, it was probably through this conversation that I somehow obtained your virus. I wouldn't doubt it. It's very possible.
1: Some some kind of computer virus.
0: Yeah. So, today we're going to talk a bit about addiction. Because it's something that we haven't really touched on uh, thoroughly. We have talked about it a bit in smaller doses and uh while i was doing some research about medicinal ingredients recently i kept coming across addiction a lot and a lot of things that can help with with certain withdrawal symptoms ah okay yeah so yeah i mean i just wanted to address the topic a little bit me and jimmy Thought it would be good to talk to everybody about it. Uh, Jimmy has, I know you've seen some pretty interesting things in your uh, career. Mm -hmm. What, what do you think, Jimmy? Like, is there, where do we want to start? Do you want to talk about like the path to addiction? How do you become addicted? Do you think it's genetics?
1: Oh man, the path to addiction. That is. That is one of those things that still is really difficult for um, most people in this field to even fathom how somebody becomes addicted. There can be those kids that grew up in an aff- affluent family. They, it seems like everything went well for them until they met the wrong friends, and now they smoke crack under a bridge somewhere. I mean, and then there's those kids that you'd think everything that's happened to them in their life would lead to addiction and they're not addicted to anything, but I don't know. Like it's, it's one of those things that it's really difficult to tell how somebody became addicted or what led to their addiction. Um, a lot of people that have mental health problems, um, people that had a, um, so those are like the risk factors basically for addiction are, mental health problems, um, you have like poor, um, family life, um, a poor childhood where maybe the kid was abused in some way, um, anything like that, you name it. You could have friends that were into these things. It can be parents that were into these things. It could be anything really that leads to it. And really where we're treating things at this point is, Um, we're treating the addiction itself and we're not, I feel like most, most of the time we're not getting past that and trying to move into why, it's more just quit that addiction, stop doing that thing and not fixing what those people that are doing these drugs are trying to fix themselves by doing those drugs
0: well there's a certain cycle that has been happening within I think for the most part, Western society, which, uh, there's certain European cultures that are starting to make these shifts and these changes, which I think it's going to be very important moving forward that we, uh, follow their lead is, which is, you know, lots of people, you know, they end up on the streets maybe because of something as a mental health issue, Mm-hmm. Where they don't know, and then what happens is they do become addicted, and then they get thrown into jail at some point or prison because the fact that you know they were say caught uh, for possession or distributing or something related, right? Or maybe they ended up uh, you know stealing and they got caught for theft, and then what happens is they go in and they spend this time in there, and there's no good form of rehabilitation in there, they get treated so poorly, and then they just get thrown back out onto the streets. Whereas if you had some kind of system in place to help, uh, you know, help with their psychological problems and help rehabilitate them and make them constructive citizens in society, then there might be a way of, you know, lessening uh, the percentage of people with addiction and you know and let alone it would help you know clean up the streets and everything like that
1: i mean i feel like this would probably be a better conversation for us to be having with my girlfriend actually because she deals even more with people that are addicted to things than i do um she comes home with stories about people that are just on so many different drugs it's ridiculous and yeah so she she works as a government employee and deals with a lot of people that are coming off the street, high on drugs, on whatever it is, um, heroin, fentanyl, meth, all, you name it. Um, and yeah, she tells me all these stories about how they looked, how they act, the things they tell you, the, the different stories they believe to be true when you can tell that it's complete fiction. And this is like, this is mental health as well as the addiction. But and I've I've dealt with it a little bit here and there. I've I've seen a few um, of the youth come in um, to the shelter where I've been working, and and they're really messed up on drugs or have drugs with them and that kind of thing. But I'm I'm not necessarily like I'm not an expert in any way on on the the scope of addictions or like the process of addictions.
0: No, but that's why we're uh, just here having a conversation. Yeah, that's you know? why we're, we're just talking. We just about want it. to discuss it a little bit for everyone. Yeah. Uh, so, when in those situations where you do come across specifically the youth who mm-hmm. are involved in one way or another, uh, I guess, with substance abuse, what yeah. do you do in that situation? Do Because going back to what I was saying before, is. A lot of the times, uh, what they're starting to implement in certain countries is giving people a safe place to use. So mm-hmm. I was I was watching uh, it must have been a short documentary the other day, and it was they they had even um, talked to one of the users who said like yeah like I come here and use multiple times a day, and yeah. I also. I tell the lady there like, okay, like just so you know, I'm about to take, you know, this amount of heroin and it's got this in it and it's got that in it. And that way, if there is an overdose, she knows exactly how to handle the situation.
1: That's, that's a
0: That's impressive. I like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's super great that, you know, there's people that are finally starting to uh, make, create a movement that is going to be, uh, make a difference, just even on a municipal level in that community.
1: I know back in Nanaimo, we do have like safe injection sites. Um, I know Vancouver definitely has those as well. I'm I'm not sure about uh, here in Kamloops. That's just because I haven't really looked into it. Uh, but I do know f- at the shelter we have um, we have naloxone kits, and I've been trained in administering it. So, if somebody does come in and they end up being um, end up having an overdose while they're there um if it's on opiates, um I can administer naloxone um which is which is what uh, has been saving all those people's lives that have been overdosing on fentanyl um not everyone of course but uh. We don't have a place for them to use, but we have the gear and like clean needles and things that we give out. If we know that they are drug users, we'll give them, we'll give them the stuff they need so that they're not out there using dirty needles or different things like that. So it does help with, with general health, but we, we are, we're not trying to say, yeah, go do more drugs, but we want, if they're going to do it anyways, we want it to be a safe like activity in that they're not going to be contracting whatever diseases they can from picking up a random needle they find because that's the only thing they can get. So we do have that and I'm I'm sure there's probably a few safe injection sites around here and I know there I know for sure that there are some in the Nanaimo and in Vancouver.
0: Yeah, and that's the first step I think in an overall looming problem. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I think a big uh, a big thing that we have to try and separate ourselves from is just the stigma that come with associating with um, necessarily like street people because I know even for mm-hmm. myself like when I go downtown to the east side it's it's not necessarily a pleasant experience for me, and even if somebody um, asks me a question in like almost a polite way. Like I'm almost likely to ignore them, which I really shouldn't. And I'm, that means I'm part of the problem. Now with these naloxone kits, like in Vancouver, we've got a crazy amount of people that are uh, suffering from opiate addiction and people are like the fatality rate is increasing at it, like almost exponentially. It's, pretty insane and so recently we had to go through a training i work at a school and they wanted us to do training and we have a naloxone kit on site and we are as one of the few staff members who like people in my position were there 24 hours a day and we are they want us to be prepared in case that anything should happen and if anybody should uh you know become start overdosing we need to be prepared because we, you know, we want to save people's lives. But yeah. that that's, uh, I guess, you know, I want to bring awareness to the fact that it's not just people that you expect or that you would suspect as users. There is people of all ages, all mm-hmm. ethnicities, all cultures, you know, and there's people suffering all around the world. And so we need to try and find a way, you know, and to help these people and you know, it's not, I don't think, and that's going back to what we said again, bef- even before that was, you know, there's no definitive way of how it got to that stage for these people. You know, it could have been something as early as before they were even born, right? Yeah, you, you know? can
1: be born with a heroin addiction.
0: Yeah, it, like if, it is possible. And yeah. you come up and, you know, you have all these like irritable uh symptoms and signs that and you don't know why you're addicted to something and you haven't gotten it and you don't know what it is that you're addicted to and so Mm -hmm. you know getting older and older and and then it becomes like a mental health problem right and there's no way of really diagnosing that I don't think I mean I'm sure there is but so um you know with that being said I just it's scary. It's it's really scary to know what some of the people out there are going through. And I, I want to, I just want to try and uh, help a little bit. And, you know, I hope that this conversation brings some more awareness on top of all the larger media outlets here in the city are doing a great job in bringing awareness. And mm-hmm. uh, lots of the local publications have put out, you know, posts about where you can find these things like the naloxone kits in case somebody that you know or somewhere that you are, uh, somebody begins to overdose. So there are the resources out there. Uh, I encourage everybody to go find them and, you know, at least be prepared. Don't be ignorant to it. Yeah, I want to talk about an experience that I had, which um, it just brings some insight into how some people think when uh, communicating with people that they don't know and people who, um, you know, potentially have mental health issues. So I was going, I was walking, I was on a coffee break from one of my old jobs when I worked downtown doing construction. And we went for coffee and someone had asked for a dollar. Now, of course, growing if you're in a city like you're, you probably get asked that quite often and you're most likely to ignore that person. And one of my coworkers had like yelled at the guy saying like, get a job, you fucking bum. And I turned to my coworker and I was like, Hey man, like you do realize that, you know, you don't know his story. You don't know where this guy came from. You know, there's a good chance that he had a job or maybe he's been trying to get a job for the past year and maybe because of some kind of mental health issue that he can't sustain a job and he can't work or maybe nobody will give him a job. You know, I think people just need to be less quick to judge people just on, you know, like you don't judge a book by its cover.
1: I just have to say, like, well, well done for, like, actually saying that and standing up and being like, hey, no, like... You don't know his story. That's that's awesome. Well done.
0: Yeah, that's something um, that I think some of my earlier spiritual teachings taught me. And thank you for acknowledging that. And yeah. it was something that, you know, it was just about, I guess, essentially like not judging people, you know, like don't be yeah. so quick to judge someone because and what it came down to is like, I've just met you. I don't know you. I don't know where you come from. I don't know what you're. Experience over the last 20 years has been. So just have a little bit of gratitude, you know, like be thankful if for anything that your life has been what it is and that you have so much that you can be thankful for. And, you know, like I'm not, I didn't give the guy a dollar, right? You know, I have, yeah. there's times where, you know, somebody might ask me and I might offer to buy them a coffee or something. I have done that multiple times. I've also run into issues from doing that, putting myself in like troublesome situations. So, but yeah, you know, it's just put yourself in someone else's shoes just for a second, shift the perspective and just kind of observe, you know, be the observer to your life. If I was to see myself in that situation and if you saw someone else yell that at someone, would you, would you be like, yeah, good job. Like you tell that guy. You know, like this guy who is so broken down and has nothing and is sitting there and there's people yelling at him. Like, I don't know. Like, I think that's pretty sad. Like, just I think I think it's, it's wrong. Yeah, it's hurtful. You know, like, yeah. I would feel bad if if I went to work and I f- say I forgot my wallet and I asked, you know, a friend or a co-worker for, hey, man, like, can I have three dollars so I can get a coffee and a muffin today? Like, I forgot my wallet. I don't have a lunch. And they were like, fuck you, you bum. I'd be like, wow, like, you know, that hurts, right? Whoa, dude. Yeah, (laughs) like, that's harsh, right? You know, so, um, yeah, that's all. I, I just wanted to tell that story. I want everybody to, you know, just take a second, take that extra second. Think about it before you say it. Like, is it really constructive in any way? Maybe the guy wants help maybe he's been looking for it you know maybe he's trying to do something better but he needs to eat that day right so yeah yeah, you know take a second shift your perspective appreciate your fellow human if you have any interest you know do some outreach programs help out people there's tons of resources you know it's all out there resources
1: that don't have enough people
0: exactly go help don't think that one man can't make a difference because if, if we all pitch in a little bit, we can all make a difference. Mm-hmm. So, Jimmy. Yes. I liked that conversation. That was a good conversation. Yeah, it was Th- good. Thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you. I, I want to continue by moving on. We're going to do a little bit of moving around today because today is a good day. And there's lots to talk about. So the next conversation, the next topic I want to touch on is, well, I guess to start, today is, what, the 18th? Uh, The 19th. Today is January 19th. Two days ago, me and Jimmy launched what is now the Roots of Life podcast. It was an exciting day. If you haven't... If you, if today... If this is the first episode you're listening, we thank you. If you've listened to all of them, thank you just as much. If you care, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got all the videos up there. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We thank you all so much from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, the, the overwhelming support from family and friends has just been incredible. And... I was spending the day with my girlfriend yesterday and she made multiple comments about like just the smile on my face and how, like how much I was glowing because I, it was just an incredible experience and it's been That's an awesome. exciting journey up to this point. And yeah, I'm just super grateful. So I want to say thank you to everybody out there. If you're listening, thank you again so much. Uh, we're going to continue doing this cause it's been amazing love it.
1: couple of days since that, since we got that first email, saying that it was up on Google Play. It was. We had, um, we had just recorded episode 10, and we were sitting down playing a couple video games together. And then we got an email in the middle of a game that we couldn't pause. So we were freaking out, playing the game. Rocket League, you can play with us. We'll probably beat you. Just saying. We're good. <laughs> we're awesome. That's right. You know who you are.
0: <laughs> he's listening to this laugh you sure. better be listening um jimmy what anyway. was your experience like yesterday like when everything happened everything came together you know we had a, a couple small victories along the yeah, way that were yeah, we had those... building up everything was starting to bubble everything was starting to rise the water levels were rising and what happened when it overflowed
1: well yes okay so the first day i was so stoked i was literally in the living room jumping for joy shouting just pumped i was dancing around doing all sorts of fun stuff um yesterday we got the email that itunes was up so we were stoked about that but then the anxiety hit me a little bit where i was thinking like oh man what if nobody likes it like i was i was still seeing all these like all this positive stuff but sometimes that anxiety just like eats away on the at the inside and i was just like oh man what if nobody likes this what if what if nobody wants to talk to me anymore because they're like, "Oh, look at we we heard this stuff about you that you you literally said yourself." So I was like, ah, "I don't know," and then, and I I hadn't shared it in a way that my parents could find it. But I did. But he did <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> unintentionally. I mean, I saw him post it, and then I was like, "Hmm, maybe I should say something." And Then I was like uh no no it's fine they won't see it it's on his
0: I was waiting for you to say something
1: yeah and then about four hours later my mom tagged me in something and it was uh she was sharing our podcast I was like oh well I guess she's already seen it so I had a conversation with them and she told me she had watched it and I was like I wasn't sure if I wanted you to hear some of these things and they were like, oh, it's fine, whatever. We're just so, so proud of you guys for actually, like, trying and going out there and doing this. So after that, the anxiety was kind of gone, and I had a, I had a much better feeling. I was like, okay, yeah, it's fine, whatever. It's great. Let's go. Yeah, so I'm still, I'm still riding this high. It's great. It's a good time. I'm loving this. I'm happy that it's out there. And I'm happy that we're having so many people that are sending us things saying, like, this is awesome. We love this part of it. Like this part was so funny. People are sending us email questions.
0: It's great. Yeah. It's been, it's been really exciting. Um, so thank you all again, you know, go hit us up on any of the platforms there on most podcast services and including SoundCloud and YouTube. You can find us, it's all there. We'll put it in the links below the next topic. Of the day is one that I'm very excited for. I think we've been waiting for an opportunity to actually implement these things because up to this point, nobody had heard it until yesterday. Nobody had heard anything we had done over the last couple months. All the time that we've spent together talking, creating the ideas, recording them, and then figuring out how we were going to share it with the world. And now we've done it. And now the fan email has come in. The questions have arrived. <laughs> the questions. Before we get to that, though,
1: can I just say, I would like, if you have a, because we were just talking about addictions, um, if you have any like personal experience with addiction uh, that you feel that you could share or anything like that we're not necessarily going to be putting it on the podcast unless you specifically state that that would be okay but I would like um, maybe artwork sent in depicting your struggles with it or just your story written down one of my favorite I think I mentioned in the last episode that I had been in a comic book class in school uh, i taken as an elective uh, one of my favorite Of those comics was a depiction of a person's struggle when they had moved to New York City and they had gotten multiple different um, boyfriends that were not necessarily um, the greatest people for them to be around and they went through a struggle of going through different addictions and the whole book when I first opened it not even knowing what it was about I flipped through it really quickly and I was like wow the pictures and just the the general tone of this book without reading it just seems like like a dark heroin addiction or something that just like eats away at the soul and that's what they're trying to express and i thought it was a beautiful depiction of that so and that's what it ended up being so i would just love for anybody to share their story anything like that and but of course only if you feel comfortable doing so and that is, that is our challenge for this podcast.
0: Do it, people. Practice drawing, even if it's basic.
1: On to the questions.
0: Okay, so here we go. Our first question comes from a good friend, Paul. Thank you for emailing us. Thank you for your questions. We appreciate it. We appreciate you, Paul. We appreciate all of you listeners out there. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Question one should this goes back i think to a previous episode of the podcast but we will take your question and we will answer it here question should students in the primary grades see a psychiatrist at regular intervals so when they are adults they are more aware of when they need to see a mental health doctor and stop the stigmas
1: taylor i want you to give your opinion first and then i'll answer
0: i don't know about a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. You know, I think if there's obvious problems when the children are young,
1: like extreme behavioral issues or something like that, yes, precisely.
0: Or if there's specific things that need to get worked on, then yes, they should be seeing a psychiatrist or uh, some kind of counselor that can help them sort out these underlying issues and help them resolve them. Because as you get older, you'll bury those deeper and deeper into you and what'll happen is as you get older it becomes it's like the problem is at the root right it's at the end of the root and as the tree gets taller and taller it you have to start digging those roots get longer and longer and then you have to start digging even farther into the ground to uproot the problem and so if you don't address those issues when you're young which is hard to do because as an adolescent you don't know so hopefully uh Parents can, you know, help with just observing your children and monitoring them. And then, you know, if you think that there's something that should be addressed, don't hesitate because it's your children's health that's at risk. And obviously, the children of the future, we want to help develop strong and healthy minds for the future generations. On another note, I think a great way to promote awareness and help people understand. Uh, these things a little more you know i think would be introducing them to certain practices at an early age like i want to share things like yoga with my children right yeah you know like so that like i can teach them to like calm down slow down relax a little bit and that'll teach them to be aware and then hopefully over time they can help take that practice into their into their lives as they get older and that will just help them develop a more uh more stable lifestyle and more you know understand their emotions and understand the world around them a little bit more so i think it's kind of circumstantial you know depending on the situation of Mm -hmm. uh the child themselves i think yes it does not hurt to i mean damn like psychiatrists are probably expensive you know i assume that those doctors make probably $100 an hour, whatever they make. Yeah, and probably. It, it's probably expensive to send a child to one of those regularly and not all parents have the means to do that. I mean, but-
1: I think in this question, and there would probably be a a system in place in schools or something where there's oh like, yeah, I I think that would be great. A lot of schools, there's like, there's the the counselor or whatever, the school counselor. Um, I think what he's thinking is maybe like having a couple of those um, or or more than that, or, or whatever, so that they they can go to them uh, if they have any problems. And but instead of just going when they have problems, more like having each student having maybe say, a 15 minute to half an hour appointment every month or week or whatever they need.
0: Oh man, absolutely. I think that would help everybody. yeah Yeah. no okay well if you're putting it in that context like yeah i absolutely think that every child should have that because some people don't have other people that they can rely on you know or have those conversations with and if that like i said like if that person's having issues or they're having a a dilemma in their life then they need to talk about it you know it's not good to let those things bottle up inside you and Mm uh i've i've gone to counselors before you know like I've literally just to talk to them and because I was like man like I'm just like I wanted to talk to a professional about how I was feeling and I always leave feeling better like always and so I spent my own money on that and you know and like did that on my own time and of my own accord and yeah I think every student would benefit from that having someone to just uh disclose that information with and you know they would just absolutely like benefit from it in every way I definitely agree
1: with that. However, the term that was used was psychiatrist. Now, the th- only thing that I find that could potentially be wrong with that is sending children to a psychiatrist and then maybe having them misdiagnosed or or something like that where they are given behavioral modification drugs, which in many cases is very beneficial for the child, very helpful. Um, But I also disagree with medicating children. I just don't, I don't really like the idea of it. It's any medication, anything that you're giving somebody is changing their brain chemistry. It's changing the way they behave. It's changing the way they see the world. So you're changing that person with those drugs. So if that if that kid has been misdiagnosed or or maybe they're just having like a really bad month and now, I mean there are obvious, there are obviously um, there are things that need to meet the diagnosis. and most of them are over a period of six months, if this thing doesn't change, they have their, therefore they have, a, B, C, whatever it is. Um, so if it's done right, it could be amazing. The only thing I'm worried about is that we're all humans, even the psychiatrists, and everyone makes mistakes now and again. So I'm just thinking for those those few kids that there is a mistake that happens. It, it could be bad for them, and it could change, change their brain chemistry And to a point where now they are this kid that needs that medication to focus or they need that medication to not be whatever, because when they're off this medication now, they don't feel right. They feel something's off. No, I
0: I totally get what you're saying, but I think... Where I was coming from is, I don't think, I wasn't talking about diagnosing children. I was just talking about giving them someone to talk to. Oh, definitely, like, that part, I think is a really good idea, yeah. So, instead of opposed to a psychiatrist, like, just a counselor. Yeah, I think a
1: counselor would probably be, like, if the kids, instead of um, seeking out the counselors themselves when they need them, I think all the kids in the schools should have um, maybe monthly appointments to the counselor. Just so they can go in and be like, hey, how are you doing? Tell me about your life, etc., cetera, et cetera, I mean, there's a lot of kids in schools. You'd probably need quite a few counselors. But I think it, was, I think it would be definitely beneficial.
0: I also think that it'd be very beneficial to have them uh, teach these kids to talk with these counselors from an early age. Because mm-hmm. as you get into uh, your intermediate years of high school and your uh, education, then you know you you end up going through, you know, puberty and uh, there's so many other things going on and you're worried about uh, what's after high school. Whereas when you're in your primitive years, you're just very focused on now. And if you have somebody to tell you, like you just got to go sit down and talk with this person for an hour, like they're probably not going to oppose you. And if you teach them that that's a uh, an important part of life is just talking with people and discussing mm. and developing and building relationships, then they'll understand that from an early age and then when they get into their later years, you're more likely to get more students who will go to their counselors in their intermediate years in times of need and when they need help and resources at their at their fingertips. One thing
1: I would like to mention though, I learned recently. Um, this is something that I had no idea about. I always thought like, yeah, talking about everything's good. It's great to talk about it. It's good to get it out. And then you can deal with it from there. I took a trauma-informed practice training course where the the person that does this course, they told us that sometimes retelling that story can be another cause of trauma for the individual. So it you also have to be very careful that you're not getting these these people to re-traumatize themselves in a way. So if somebody say has something that they need to talk about but they're not really at the point where they can talk about it yet or or maybe they won't be ever at that point, it's sometimes good to just be there and not push them to talk. Just some be there as like a presence that's that's welcoming and safe. I don't
0: know. I feel Is like the- that's it's the difference between listening and fixing yeah right and i think that's a common thing with uh that people run into in terms of with uh their partners in their relationships is maybe they express something to you you know like i had a bad day my boss is being a jerk and i couldn't focus and i was feeling crappy and instead of Telling them what to do about their boss and, you know, saying, well, they need to correct their diet for this, this and that, you know, just try and be there and sympathize for them. And, you know, that can go a long ways as just letting you know that, th- that you care as opposed to thinking that they have problems when really, you know, they just had an off day. Yeah. So question two. Yeah. From our first fan email. Once again, thank you, Paul. <laughs> question 2, if NASA came to you, if NASA came to you and said they wanted to take you to the space station for a certain amount of time, how long would they have to say before you say no? I don't know if that question makes sense, before you say no, who's to say who's to say I would say no.
1: Well, I mean if there's if they say, "Hey, we're going to take you to space for 50 years." Are you going to say yes to that? Or or is it like or 49 years? What about well, what's
0: going on in space like do we have society yet let's
1: just go with let's it's just the space station right so it's i mean yeah you can fly around in the space station that's cool um so this is just this we're not going to mars we're not going to the moon we're just going to the space station that is per- perpetually in free fall
0: orbiting the earth all sorts of space things well can i fly like can i put on a space suit and and fly around like in a like zero gravity chamber. There's there's no gravity at all when you're in there, um, in a space station.
1: In the space station, yeah. Why not? Well, because they don't have the artificial gravity. I don't know. Um, if you've watched, if you watched the, I love watching, I love watching the, the videos of the people in the space station, but I love it even more watching when they are back on Earth, because. Everything in space and when they're on the space station, it just floats wherever they let it go. They, they, they put something, they let it go and it stays there and then they pick it up and then they continue doing whatever they're doing. So when they get back on earth, they're so used to just like holding a cup in the air, letting it go. It stays there full of whatever it was in it. And then they continue doing whatever they're doing. Then they go back and try and grab that cup, but it's now on the ground because there's gravity. And I love watching that because it's really funny, but yeah, what I would answer to this, um, I looked it up, and the longest anybody's ever been in space is like 430-something days, I think.
0: So, so, is that a year and a couple months? Yeah, a, months a year or so? and a
1: while. I don't know.
0: So, what is your answer, Jimmy? That's what I want to know.
1: My answer my answer was like about six months, I think. I wouldn't really want to be out for too much longer than that. I think i just get lonely. I mean, you probably have like two, maybe three other people up there with you. But I think just the fact that I'd be like so far away from anyone that I know besides those three people, I think I would just, it would really bug me a little bit. So I I, would, I wouldn't really want to be up there for too long. Um, and I do I do know that like they there are like health problems problems i guess that you can have from being in this in this weightlessness this zero gravity astronauts have to work out twice a day for two and a half hours two and a half hours in total or two and a half hours each session yeah each session um so that's like five hours a day of working out because they have to keep their muscle mass and their bones and everything like at peak because if they don't they're not really they don't really need to use it all while they're in space because they're just floating around. They're like weightless. So they have to do all this working out and everything. And if they don't, they have, um, they have health problems that can build up and things like that. So I would basically, I'm just worried that like, if I was up there, I'm, I know I'm lazy. I know I'm not, I don't want to work out that much. So (laughs) I think I would just, I wouldn't want to be up there for too long just in case i got lazy and didn't work out enough and then was all mangled when i got back down
0: wow that's just my
1: own personal thoughts though i thought pretty hard about this before before i um answered okay i I searched some stuff up i was like man what's the what can happen if you're in space and i was like oh that doesn't look too good i was like oh that guy was up there for 400 days all right i was like i don't want to go too far past that i don't want to break a record why that's, not? That'd be. I mean, it would be cool, cool to you'd, break you'd the record, the but I don't. Spoke of records. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be the guy that breaks the record for being in space.
0: Not if it costs you.
1: No, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, it'd be cool, but there's all
0: these health problems that could happen. I was like, mm-hmm, maybe not. I mean, six months to me even seems like a long time. I don't think I would go for more than thirty days, maybe at the most thirty days. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, well, I'd be. I would. I mean. That's, that's why I was asking, like, what's going on up there, right? What is, the, what is the situation? Because if I'm just sitting in solitude for 30 days, cool. I'm going to sit there. I'm probably going to sit in some kind of, like, observatory. And, just, and I'm like, going look to at look, cool look, out, look out of the earth with a pen and paper, probably do a lot of writing and a lot of meditating. And I think 30 hmm. days would be a substantial amount of time, an adequate amount of time for me to create i don't know like positive change within myself but oh, definitely I th- but i think within with if i was to go longer like you said there's a lot of health factors that come yeah. a lot of health risks that come into play right yeah. so i wouldn't i wouldn't want i don't see the appeal i mean i understand there's a lot out there but i mean that's what I'm saying. Like, is there stuff to do? What kind of food is there? Um,
1: I know in the space station... Oh, not great food. No, yeah, no. you get a little, See, like, astronaut I'm not, astro into I'm not it, it. I'm
0: no. going. I'm, I'm probably not even going to go. <laughs> Ness comes to me and says, you <laughs> no, want to go to space NASA, station? No. I'd be like, no, man. Like, I'm staying home. I'm going to eat this delicious food. <laughs> I'm going to go I'm gonna get cook. a donut. And then... I'm going to go for a walk in the park. Yeah. You know, pet the a cute bird. little dog. Do what I got to do for the day. Yeah.
1: Um. I know in the space station, what they do is a lot of, like... Uh, zero gravity like testing and things like that. There's some really funny videos of cats in space. That's kind of cool. Wow. They have cats and they're trying to figure out where to put their feet and things and freaking out. And It's really funny. I feel bad for the cats because they didn't really get to choose to go to space. But it's cool.
0: That is really cool. Yeah. On to the next fan email question mm-hmm. from the one and only Ashley. Thank you Ashley. We love you. Ashley says, "Hey there, long-time listener. Just wanted to ask a question. Why did you guys want to start a podcast and what are you hoping to achieve with the podcast? Thanks, big fan, loyal listener." <laughs> I love this email. It is. It's a great one, it's it's a good Jimmy. One. Why did you want to start the podcast? When we had that conversation that night, mm-hmm. that night that started this whole thing. And mm-hmm. I asked you, Jimmy, do you want to start a podcast? How did you respond? I probably said like, "Fuck yeah, I do." Yeah, you like you were enthusiastic. I was stoked. I remember, and it, yeah. it was I I was excited that you were excited about it. So, why what 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 about what about it sounded appealing to you? Well, I've
1: always kind of wanted to have a podcast. Um, for what purpose, though? Well. I really like listening to podcasts and I know the things that I like. And therefore I was like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if there was a podcast that was just like all the cool stuff that I like, that'd be awesome. So then I was like, that, that'd be awesome if I had a podcast so that I could do cool stuff that I like. So that's, that was what really got me excited. And then our topic kind of idea for it is something that kind of resonates with me. It's, it's, what we want is kind of to just build a community of people that want to be happy, healthy, productive, like good people in a way. And I, I feel like that's where we're going with this and that's what we're trying for. And what I want with this, what am I, what I'm hoping to achieve is exactly that. I hope at least one person is inspired in some way from one of one or more of our episodes to do something new do something creative do something productive do something that makes them happy do something that makes them feel healthy anything whatever it is i just hope that somebody's inspired in some way also i mean like it'd be cool if we could turn this into like a full-time full-time thing and then i don't have to go to another job that would be awesome that would be amazing that would be so cool i mean that's if the if and when that does happen, that's long ways away, but that's okay. I'm having lots of fun. I, I really, at this point, I really just enjoy it. I really like having these conversations. I like to do it. It's just fun. And that's where I'm at.
0: That's what life's all about. Having fun, making people feel good, transferring that positive energy from inside of you, the one that you've harnessed and sharing it with people making that good energy infectious that's what we aim to do we aim to enlighten you a little bit so that you can take these skills and apply them to your own lives and i hope i don't even have to hope anymore i know after yesterday that some of this has resonated with the listeners i know Mm -hmm. you guys have reached out to me you have told me within one day and it, it's I can't even explain how grateful I am and how thankful I am for everyone. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jimmy. Taylor, why did you want to start the podcast? Uh, I wanted to start the podcast because I just wanted to try and create something for m- not just myself, but for other people. Mm-hmm. Art. I like... I try to push my creative boundaries by doing things, Uh, things that to some people might not even seem creative, you know, but it's, it's something that just changes the way I look and think and feel, you know, and the way I look at the world, I guess. But yeah, so I, it, the, the idea just came to me and mostly because I had started listening to a lot of podcasts like yourself and uh, I knew and I just, I was in this phase of transition and change and growth at this one point in my life. And I knew that I was going to find something. I didn't know what it was. And then the idea came to me. And it's so funny the way that it happened because I don't think I ever told you this, Jimmy. But I'm going to share it with you now. I'm going to okay. share it with all the listeners. That night when I made that phone call to you. How mm-hmm. long did we talk for that evening? Like, would you say probably over an hour, maybe an hour and a half? Probably. Yeah, I'd say so, probably. It was a little while. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure – well, I'm not pretty sure. I know. I know. I – when I asked you if you wanted to start a podcast, it was one of the last things we talked about that evening. Yeah. When I called you that evening, the reason I called you was to ask you that question. Really? Yeah, it was. And I knew that. Okay. And I just – I had to like – get to it and i didn't want to just like call you and be like hey boom bomb dropped let's go (laughs) right so no i like i wanted to talk to you i wanted and it was so clear and evident at that point when i asked you if you wanted to start the podcast that it was just it it was going to be what it is because of how that conversation went like i just called you we started talking we got into some really cool i don't remember what we talked about anymore but it was like super i think you know if If we would have saved that conversation, we probably could have just thrown it into a file and used it as a a podcast episode. It probably would have been a good one. Yeah, it would have been awesome. And it probably would have been maybe one of the best ones because there was just, you know, like, uh, it was just so real and just so easy and just came so naturally. But, yeah, I I knew. And, uh, again, you know, I just wanted to – I knew – that I wanted to start a podcast for the sake of a creative medium. And when I wanted to do that, I knew that you were the person I wanted to start it with. I <laughs> And I knew from the conversation after having it, what the content was going to be. I knew what we were going to create together. And so that's how it happened. And I mean, that's why I wanted to start it for myself was more or less because I wanted to share something with the world, a content, something that is I clo- I hold close and dear to my heart, you know, stuff that I think is important for the world to know and, you know, just to shine a little bit of light on other people and uh, just share my thoughts. I thought I thought I had something to share with the world and I wanted to do that. What am I hoping to achieve with the podcast? I'm just, that's a hard one. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what I want to achieve. I just want to keep creating. Yeah. I just want to keep doing it. And whatever happens, happens. The enjoyment comes from the process, not the destination. You know, I, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy creating it. And it, it's fun and exciting. And it gets me working. You know, it I have it just it comes to me and I just I enjoy doing it. So that's ultimately what it is. It's something fun to do. It's something I used to do with my friend who I don't get to see very often. So, you know, that's a bonus. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's what I hope to achieve. It's just to keep doing it. Consistency. Growth, well, I have you know? to thank
1: you for making that phone call because since then, this has been an awesome journey. I've had lots of fun and I want to continue having this fun and keep it going. It's been great. I appreciate it.
0: And I appreciate you, my friend.
1: And I appreciate everyone listening because without, without them, I mean, this would still be great, but I really do love seeing when everybody's all excited when they listen to us. It's cool.
0: Yeah, there is uh, a part of me that gets the gra- I I get a certain level of gratification when everybody else uh, tells me that they love the content and that they love the conversation in the show and that they have taken something from it. I had a friend reach out to me the other day and she told me, like, you know, oh, like I'm just, I can relate to it so much. Like I didn't know that other people had those experiences. She was talking to me about taking edibles and how her mind would go to these places, these like extraordinary places. And she thought she was weird, you know, and then she listened to the show and we got to talking about just like, uh, I think she listened to the pilot episode where I was talking about microdosing and just the effects that it had on me. And she was like, she was thrilled to know that she wasn't the only one really and that just like there was other people and that she was able to relate to some of the content that we created and so it it was a good feeling just to know that people are are, uh, not just listening to it but they're able to take something from it
1: yeah yeah that's cool
0: yeah it's awesome so once again thank you everybody for tuning in To episode 11 of the Roots of Life podcast. I am one of your hosts, Taylor, with my good friend and co-host, Jimmy. Uh, So, (laughs) one more thing I want to try and implement into the show. Mm -hmm. It's going to be at the end of the show, if we get people interested. If people are interested in uh, submitting, if you can send me an MP3 to your song we will feature the song at the end of every episode yes i was really hoping
1: this would be a thing
0: yeah so if you have an original piece of art it has to be your own Mm -hmm. that's the one rule it has to be created by you we want it to be an original piece of art by you share with us send me an mp3 file that i can easily download we'll play it at the end of each episode we'll tell you we'll tell the listeners and the fans your name the song we'll put a link to the song so that people can find it if they want to find it and we'll help the community grow a little bit by sharing your art on our platform with everybody else. So, cause we don't want to just talk about people growing. We, we want to be part of the change. We want to help other people grow in the most literal way. So I, if I can help with our platform, push your art as well, that's really what I want this to be. I I really
1: want it to be a big community of everyone sharing and, and pushing everything that ev- everyone else has. I just want it to be like a big happy family in a way. I know yeah. that sounds all whatever, but that's what I want. I think it'd be nah, great. Man.
0: We can do it. We can help it grow with your help. Hold up.
1: One last thing. One last thing. Hopefully by the time this one's up, um, we will have our blog up as well. I'm working right now on making posts for every single one of these episodes so that you have a little bit more information, um, some places you can go to check out more information, things you can read, stuff like that. So, so anything that we say in these, um, in these blogs, I'm going to be trying to get more information on it, flesh it out a bit more so that it's not just us up here talking and just off the top of our head. So there's actually some facts, some stuff that you can find. And that's another place if you if you don't have just music, you can share anything with us and we can put it up there for you as well.
0: Absolutely. I love the idea. It's great. So once again, thank you everybody for listening to episode 11 of the Roots of Life podcast. Give us a listen on any of your favorite podcast services, iTunes, Google Play. You can also find us on SoundCloud. Slash, slash forward slash roots of life podcast you can find us at youtube.com on YouTube uh, we're, remember we're tr- to
1: capitalize roots
0: and life otherwise it's hard to find right we're trying to get to a 100 subscribers so we can get that personalized U- URL and make it easy for everybody to find us on the platform mm-hmm. so go to YouTube find us on there we'll put a link to the YouTube channel in the description. It'll be on Twitter. It'll be on Twitter. It'll be everywhere. You know where to find us if you're listening. Thank you, everybody. Taylor and Jimmy, Roots of Life Podcast. We are out. Thank you, everyone.